Hey there, I'm so excited to announce the Unstoppable Success Summit is back. Y'all, we are going to be in Dallas, April 19th and 20th. And I want to see you there. Don't miss out on this opportunity to gain valuable insights and make valuable connections and leave with actionable takeaways so you can implement all of these things into your career and level up your life and your business. I've got Ben Newman, Rachel Luna, John Gordon, Rudy Ricksteins. I've got a panel of speakers that specialize on publishing, PR, branding, podcasting, and TED Talks. And so if you are ready to level up, if you're like, I've got a message to share and I really want to increase my influence, it's time to kick the limiting beliefs to the curb. It's time to move forward past your fear. It's time for you to invest in you to bet on yourself. So I want to see you in Dallas. It's my hometown and I'm going to make it y'all. I'm planning some big stuff. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be fun. My event planner keeps saying, Amberly, you need to reel it in. I'm like, no. And in Texas, we say go big or go home. So go to go.amberlylago.com. That link will also be in the show notes to grab your early bird ticket. The early bird tickets will only last for a certain time and there are only 100 seats available. So these tickets will go fast. You're the first to know about it. I want to see you in Dallas. So hopefully I will see you there to hug your neck and let's be unstoppable together. Okay, now on to the show. Thank you for tuning in to the True Grit and Grace podcast. I'm Amberly Lago, and I'll be sharing inspirational stories of resilience and empowering ideas to elevate your business and your life, ignite your passion and fuel your purpose. Thank y'all for tuning in. It's Amberly, and I so appreciate you tuning in to the True Grit and Grace podcast. I have one of my good friends on the show today and we were just talking and talking and I'm like, wait a minute, we got to hit record. I have Kelly Siegel here, y'all. He is amazing. He's motivating people around the globe. He's an author. He's got a top podcast and had some of the most amazing guests on his show. He's a speaker. You got to check out his um, Instagram and his TikTok because you will be so inspired. He's also an owner of a tech company. We'll we'll get into all of that stuff. He's the CEO of a tech company. And you know what? He has broken the cycle of abuse and addiction. And you are going to be inspired. You are, your heart is going to be just filled up with joy after hearing him. So Kelly, thank you so much for being here. It really just so that we set the record straight. It's 20 minutes of you and I just give, gabbing. I think it was 25 minutes. It's like, when I get on the phone <laughs> like, with we you, gotta, we, when I get we on gotta, the phone with you, it's, it's all I feel <laughs> is love and energy. And, and it's just, I want more of it. I, I cannot wait to go to your event in April and just hug you and love you and tell you how proud I am of you. And just life is good that we get to do this and get to make friends with amazing people like you. I didn't know you a year ago. And now uh, you've been on my podcast, I'm on your podcast, and I'm going to come support you in any way, shape or form on, oh, on my goodness. And all your events. Thank you. Well, I was, yeah, I'm so excited that you're going to come to the event in April in Dallas. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, so many people 
are going to be so like crazy, happy, joyous that they get to see you because you know, so many of the people that are going to be there, like John and Catherine Gordon and Jillian will be there. Like, well, you've had a lot of the guests um, on your show that are going to actually be at the event. So I know that they're going to be so happy to hug your neck. Like You're attracts life, remember? So you got to warn them I'm coming because when I come, uh, I come with seagull smooches and hugs and <laughs> oh my gosh i do too it's so funny I, I spoke at an event um in raleigh north carolina and i saw my friend mark drager for the first time and i run in and i'm like mark oh my god and i give him a big hug and i hit him on the chest i was like look at you because he lost a lot of weight and he got really fit and his face was like oh and i'm like oh i'm sorry i'm a hugger <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you, you will be very welcome at this event for sure. I mean, seriously, for sure. I can't wait to hug your neck. Your story is amazing. And, um, we have, uh, daughters that are around the same age. Your daughter, I think is about a, a year younger than my daughter. And you have set such an example of, strength and hope and inspiration and transformation. And I have like three pages of questions because you're amazing at all you do and how you inspire people. But we have so much in common with our stepdads for sure. But I would just like the, our listeners to know a little bit about your story because sometimes it's hard to see, like if you look at, uh, you know, Kelly on social media you're like oh wow this guy's like a superhero he's got it all he's you know driving this boat in florida and has another house and he's doing this and that and owns a successful company and by the way this is like the first time i've seen you with so much clothes on because <laughs> if you check out his social media even your stories on facebook yours is the first one that pops up I, I'm not kidding. And he's always got a shirt off. But hey, if you looked the way Kelly did, you would do that too. But I want to talk about like how you got from a, a place of abuse and neglect. I mean, when I know when you were like 10 years old, you were wanting food and nobody was going to make you food. And you were worried that your stepfather was going to come home and was this the time he was going to beat you again? So can you tell us a little bit about your story growing up? So people get perspective on what they can do and what they can overcome. Absolutely. I, I'm a learn it all, but learn it all comes with a lot of fear. So growing up, I was always scared to death. I, I didn't know if my mother was going to come home and beat on me. My dad was going to, stepfather was going to come over and beat on me. I didn't know uh, where my next meal was. The only place I knew I was going to get fed was our free lunch at school. And, but you know, that made me resilient and tough. Mm -hmm. And uh, silly me decided to go right down the same path of the drinking and drugs that my parents went down. Luckily, the entire time I knew this isn't, this wasn't going to stay, stick with me. Um, just a shameless plug, Harder Than Life, the book, I wrote all about it in there. Uh, Amazon bestseller for several weeks, talks all about how I grew up, how I channeled that to start my national technology management IT company. And here's a little of that. It was out of fear. I wanted, I was afraid of where I was going to eat, 
what I could eat, who was going to beat me. So I just knew that if I just worked very, very hard, and, and I started like you at a very young age, I started going door to door selling candies. And then I sold newspapers. And, and that represented food to me. So when I could go make money, I could go and buy myself food. And I'm not kidding you. This is an exaggeration. There was no food in our house. And our parent, my mother and my stepfather were never home. So it's like, I, I always wanted to ask someone, where do you think that I ate? You know, did, did you even care? Yeah. Um, did you have so brothers or sisters? I had a sister who was eight years old, nine years older than me. And she left when I was nine. And, oh. and that I realized through all my therapy that that was a big and abandonment thing because she, when she was there, my mother and my stepfather would give her the brunt of the abuse and she oh. took it like a champ until she didn't. And then when she left, it was, man, it was all on little nine-year-old Kelly and uh, she knew it too. She told me years later, she tried to get me out of that house. Uh, how, how many years later how many years later uh just recently this last summer i was uh at her son's birthday party and i showed up and i just i pulled it aside and i said i want to thank you for oh. saving my life oh. and i started crying and she said I, I go there was a there's a point i wrote about in the book when my mom came home drunk and it was my ninth birthday and beat the living crap out of me to the point where i thought i was going to die mm. and i my sister since it was my birthday, had come to stay the night with me because she wanted to see me. And lucky she was there because she was hiding in the other room while my mom was pummeling me. And then I hear this door open. I hear this punch. I barely see anything. And I hear this punch. My sister punched my mom in the face and grabbed my lifeless body, pulled me back into this room, slammed the door, locked it, and you know, tried to revive me and said, here's this social worker's number. You need to call her. You've got to get out, out of here because she's going to kill you. Mm. And I was scared to death. I would, I wouldn't, I didn't call. I I, I believe that the, the, the social worker showed up and I lied and said, oh, everything's fine. Oh God. Because I feared the repercussions from my mother, even worse. You know, when you're, when you don't know any better, that's, that's the love that you seek. And, and, you know, yeah, Amberly, it yeah. took me 40 years to figure out that shit ain't normal, man. That ain't oh, normal. That's not well, love. hey, Kelly, this is something I've never shared on the podcast before. But I actually, we had a social worker come to our house for my oldest daughter um, because I was in a marriage, very short lived marriage, but it wasn't good. And a social worker came. And I was like, just tell the truth. And she did. And it was a good thing because it, it, re it, it sobered up my ex-husband. Gosh, I probably shouldn't be saying this on here. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, but, that's, that's what it's, it, it, you know, what people love is the realness. And, yeah. and that's real life. We've all. Here's the funny thing about it. We all have something. We all have mm -hmm. skeletons. And you sharing that, uh, another young lady who is listening to this, who who loves her some Amber Lee, hears that your daughter was, was courageous. I, mm -hmm. I want to say that word more and more and more. Courageous mm -hmm. to be herself and speak up. I was a coward. I sat there and was afraid. 
You didn't know any better though. Like I know, I've forgiven it. I just wanted to say that, but I have forgiven that little boy. And had he not gone through all that, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now because the contrast is amazing. So I grew up really, really physically abused, mentally abused. And now I live a life that everybody would love to live. I, you know, I just landed from Florida. Like you said, I was on the boat with my daughter yesterday. I spent the whole week down there with her. Now I'm here in Michigan earning the money and realizing that life is so good. And if I would have had a cushy childhood, I wouldn't have written the Heart of the Life book. I wouldn't Uh be a sought-after speaker. None of this would be happening. But, you know, you had to do the work. And it it was scary. There were were times when I wrote this book. It was, I I wrote this just as a fluke during the What year did that come out? Came out this year. Everything is this year. 2023. This year has been, I, I launched everything on January 31st, 2023. And we're coming to the, we're, we're now end of November and I wonder if, I haven't even been doing this stuff a year and the Instagram and the TikTok and this, it, everything is blown up. And but I was Kelly, to- that is because of your discipline, your consistency and your grit and your hard work. Well, I received oh, you got to, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see he's got consistency is what transforms average into. What does it say? Excellence. Excellence. I was going to say legend because you're, you're legendary. Now I see you, you you're, and that's the thing. Like, honestly, I think the reason that the true written grace podcast is top 1% podcast is just because I've been consistent. I've been consistent every single week for years. Like every week episode comes out. You have two episodes a week that come out on your show. It's like everything in my life. That's an accident. <laughs> my my uh, former, now former assistant did, uh, didn't realize, she was very overzealous and didn't realize there's 52 weeks in the year and we booked too many people. So it's, yeah, my producer so- was like the same. So Christine, if you're listening to this, I understand. Thank you. Um, I love people <laughs> and I want to talk to them. Me too. It's just so, this is the, you put a microphone in my hand, whether it be a podcast or, or a speaking engagement and I'm, I'm at home. I feel great doing it. And, and you're and- so good on social media. Like you're so comfortable. Like, honestly, I'm amazed at what you do on social media when you're like, talk into the camera and, and, and also how you handle some haters. So oh, I want to talk, man, talk about that because there's some, there's some haters out there that are like, Oh my gosh, do you even own a shirt? Do you own clothes? And I love I know, that no, no. you are just like, Hey, if you look like me, you would take off your shirt too. <laughs> well, it's, it's always the, the there's, claim it i take steroids and and i i have something for those people we we're going to do a podcast with my doctor on and we're going to shut them up uh oh so what do what do you take what do you what do you do testosterone 48 years old and i've taken i take testosterone yeah And, and the rest is consistency discipline grit and just between you and me and the vegetables i don't want my stepfather to beat me anymore that's how this started i started working out when I was 13 years old, because he was beating on me. He was a big guy. And we you know that what? in common. I, that that's how I got, up. that's how I started working out and getting into Krav Maga and boxing. Same thing. 
Well, you were a big fit. Many people don't notice you. You were a huge fitness uh, influencer back in the before they were called influencers. And listen, you're gorgeous now. You're beautiful. Oh, I saw some of those pictures. You stunning. Oh. Yeah, all the way through, just beautiful. I, I, I love me some Amberly, and you know that's why we we get along so well. Our stories are the same. Uh, very very similar. We overcome it. And we're living our best life now, and we're sharing it. Because yeah. that's where the courageousness comes in. You know, I, I put in my book, I had to empty a jar of urine for my stepdad every day. You what? I, you yeah, he used to they they, they <laughs> I thought you knew this. Excuse I didn't me. know this part. So my mother and my stepfather were such violent drunks that they couldn't sleep in the same room or they couldn't go out together because they would get into fights. It's now I know that's two unhealed people, two insecure people that are that just or got together and mm-hmm. couldn't find anybody else. So uh, she would sleep in one room and he'd sleep in another, but she would come home and harass him and try to start a fight with him. So he put this big door in and with a deadbolt and he, he wouldn't come out because she stabbed him. She beat him. She one time lit the house on fire, literally lit the house on fire. So my stepfather would pee in a jar because he didn't want to come out because he feared she'd kill him. And my job was to make his bed and to empty that pee jar. And if I didn't empty it, he would open it and go throw it on my bed. Well, here's the lesson I learned now that I own an IT company. If you don't do it right the first time, when are you going to have the time to do it right the second time? Mm -hmm. So I am very meticulous about getting things done. You'll hear me say, I measured 10 times and cut once because I don't want pee being thrown on my bed. Hey, the lessons you've learned. It's disgusting. I know. But hey, uh, it has served me where I'm able to now. Now, remember, this isn't a self-grandiose thing. Most of the money that I make from the Harder Than Life uh, brand goes to charity. We're going to donate a million bucks to charity every year that we make the million bucks. Now, we're one year into this. Not even one year. We're 10 months into it. So we haven't. We're short on that, but we will make up for it quickly. So I, I'm not sitting here, woe is me, but that that's really happened. That really, really happened. And I don't talk to them anymore. I and- was going to ask you, that was my question that I really wanted to know is like, what is, do you have a relationship with your mom and your stepdad? You know, I was talking to a friend the other day, my best friend who's been with mm-hmm. me through thick and thin for 25 mm-hmm. years. And he said to, he, he said to somebody else, uh, he's like, I lived with him for years. Uh, we were roommates, college roommates, roommates after school. He's like, I, I live with him on or off for 20 years. He's like, you know how many times his, his parents called him in the 20 years we lived together? And they're like, I don't know how many, zero. Wow. So I tried to have a relationship with him. And then every time I was around them, I left feeling less than. I felt, I left mm-hmm. feeling like shit. Let's just be honest. Okay. And they tried, they, they'd knock me, they would they would tell me I ain't nothing and, and just, I, I, I don't think that, there's no reason that you need to, I need to put up with that. Mm. And uh, that, that's, that goes for anybody in this world. It's, and I thought, Oh, there you're, you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your family and their, their, their blood and you got to put up with it. No, Mm-mm. I am to tell you, I've been through much therapy and, and it's been all over the board. I've had therapists say you should connect. And then I've, I've not, the ones that really know me and know my healing said, you've processed it, Kelly. Now I will be at their funeral. There won't be anybody else. There's such nasty humans. 
They don't have any friends. They're what her- about your real, what about your maternal, your dad? I mean, your. He, he passed away from drugs and alcohol 25 years ago. Oh, wow. So it was, uh, you know, and that's another thing. There's weeks like this last week. I just turned 48. I just had Thanksgiving that, you know, I would have. I would have paid any money to have dinner with my dad and just talk to him. He was one he was one of those people that had the highest IQ in the family and just yeah. life came so easy to him that he had to slow that mind down yeah. and he did it through drugs and alcohol and then mm-hmm. ultimately killed himself. He was 47 years old when he when he died. So wow. now 48 and uh it's sad. He didn't get to live a, he didn't live a day of his life. Not one mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Well, I I want to talk about your sobriety how long have you been sober Ooh, great question it's coming up on five years the new years this uh will be five years and i know that you stay sober in a very different way than a lot of people do because most people like me go to a 12 step i still go to meetings i'm a secretary of a meeting Um, I've got a sponsor. We check in every day. We work through the big book every week, but you don't do any recovery. You just decided to stop and that's it. How do you do it? Well, I believe (laughs) as I talked to you last year, this one's you're going to, you're laughing. I believe I'm the chosen one. I believe God has a bigger plan for me. Why am I here? I don't know why, but man, things keep aligning for me. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. You are, you are chosen. So why did I drink? I figured out that I could get love and attention and brother love and and family camaraderie, a sense of belonging when I drank. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, and I was one of those weird people. I like the taste of alcohol. You like the taste oh, of alcohol? Oh, man, I like the taste of alcohol. You throw me some scotch or some whiskey. I like beer, too. Um, now I drink all non-alcoholic. So, so you asked me a question. The short answer is this. A, it wasn't serving me anymore. And every single time that there was a problem in my life, alcohol was present. It was uh-huh. not the causation. I was the causation. It was a correlation. Mm-hmm. So I said... I'm going to eliminate this. And I only committed to, I just put a post up today about, or yesterday about take the Siegel 90 day challenge. I, I, pre, I think that if you take 90 days off of, of alcohol, there's a highly good chance where you can st- abstain from it forever. And if you're not putting. Because well, it takes about 90 days to create a new habit and way of living. So it's right. good that you're doing 90 days. Yeah. I, and it, for me, it, it was day 184. And I only know these days because of the day that I quit. I quit on New Year's Eve. Well, really New Year's Day. So right the moment New Year's hit on one one nineteen, which I think is hilarious. It's 911 in reverse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just I took I I cheers the drag queen. I was in Key West, Florida, took a big swig of of uh scotch, set it down and never looked back. Uh, so you didn't have like a, a- like a big rock bottom or a wake-up call you just continued to have things that weren't going right and decided you know what this is not serving me and Emily was a love story I just I just kept meeting emotionally unavailable drunk women and I was trying to get them to love me like mom didn't love me 
And I figured this is what I know best. So I'm going to go meet him. Like attracts like. I'm emotionally unavailable. They're emotionally unavailable. And it just was was something. So Mm -hmm. I said, there's got to be a better way. Let's become what I'm trying to attract, which is sober, which is loyal, honest, and knows how to communicate and bring something to the table. So you're single now? Yeah, I am actually. Hey, ladies, check him out. He's (laughs) single. You know, it's really funny how when you heal, (laughs) when you heal to the level that I did, and I mean, I'm, I still work on my healing. Like I was at a, at a, at a retreat last weekend in Utah where I was meditating and, and, and literally digging into, cause I was feeling like there was a little bit of, uh, of unhealedness in my inner child. And I drilled on it and drilled on it, drilled on it, figured out it was just my old ego that was there to protect me was fighting tooth and nail for me not to kill it. Mm-hmm. And I gave him permission to go away and said, I got it from here. It's all good. More healing five mm-hmm. years into this. Yeah. So now I feel a thousand pounds lighter. You're going to see even more uh, aggressive posts and me being more of who I authentically am. And I'm going to try to help more people. Because at the end of the day, that's what I want to do. I I, mm-hmm. I modeled the best partier in the world. And now I'm going to model the best winning, um, inspired, positive person on the planet. I'm going to come. We, we talked about Ed Milet. I'm going to, I'm going to be the next Ed Milet, but Kelly Siegel. You know, there's, he's Ed Milet is Ed Milet. I'm Kelly Siegel. But we're, we're going to just keep going and, and keep passing the torch. And then there's somebody grinding an ax behind me that can come and do that. So you asked the, the question is I healed the reason why I wanted to drink in the first place. Mm-hmm. And Amberly, I don't have cravings. I don't have desires. I am. Um, I was around people that were drinking all week and not one point. And I, and I, I drive them around. I don't avoid bars. It just does not call me anymore. It was the thing to do to pass time. Well, now I read. I'm reading an amazing book right now, by the way. I highly recommend it called Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Oh, oh I oh. I think I have that book and I haven't read it yet. Emily, that was one of my questions to you is like, okay. one of your favorite books is The Four Agreements. Yes. And that is my ultimate favorite book because it's so simple, easy to read. It's the book that I give to everyone. What are some of your favorite books? You know what? There's a new book you got to look up. The, the Four Agreements Companion Book. Oh, I it's new. Have... It just came out. I just looked at it up on my shelf. It's it's addition to. They go deeper into the Four Agreements. Oh. So the Four Agreements Companion Book. I was just sent. This is the cool thing about this. I actually got to reach over here and grab this. Hold on. I was recently so being of some sort of status. This is I still struggle with you know, what, what, where we are, you get sent books all the time, especially since. Oh, I, I know. You know I've got, so, I've got so I got sent this by this amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is right on my desk. The, the book of mistakes, nine secrets to create a successful future by Skip Pritchard. This guy is, I didn't realize it is a very big uh, speaker. And huh. he's been, I don't uh, he, know. His book was so good. This is my new favorite book. Really? It is a the fable. The Book of Mistakes. Okay. Oh, I love fable books. It's so good. 
I love it. And then I just finished Arnold Schwarzenegger's book. Who knew he was so smart? He was he was fantastic. Oh, he's brilliant. Oh, can I tell you a story really quick? Absolutely. Arnold. So my husband got the Medal of Valor and he was they flew us to Sacramento and he was being presented with this Medal of Valor with by Arnold. And I'm a huge being in the fitness industry. I'm huge Arnold fan. Like I love Arnold. So when it time came time, my husband looks so handsome and he's walking on stage in his uniform and Arnold's putting the medal over him. I, I, the phone, I was so like excited and like over, like, I don't know what happened, but the phone was like this. It was shaking. I got no video of it because I was your husband so now. Yeah. He's amazing. First of all, I, I gotta, I gotta say to you, I, I wish I could bottle you and marry you. I, I that love that you just showed him is what I'm looking for. I, I don't. I'm, I shouldn't say looking. That's what. I, that's what I. That's what I want. That was. That just warmed. You just triggered me in the positive way, and like, that's what I want. Oh. That support. I have done all of this, growing up with no support. Now I have you, I got Jill, I got Craig. I, there's so many people like pushing me that even if I wanted to quit, won't let me. But I don't think you would ever quit. <laughs> there's no, Man, I'm just getting you've got up. so much grit. There's no quit. But there, I, there's like, you're, you're incredible. But no, I'm very, very, very blessed to have a husband who is been by my side i mean he was by my side for 34 surgeries he's i got i'm real lucky he's a good guy he'd give you the shirt off his back and i hope that you will meet him in april i will i will and you know there's no just for the listeners there's no luck about it you did the work you became the person that you were looking to attract and you and the universe aligned with you mine God is building mine right now. Yeah, it, so, I was going to say that. And I love that you share so much about how you are doing the work and you're going to therapy. And one of the things that I love about you is that you are so strong and you've got all this grit, but you're not afraid to show your vulnerability. Um, and, you're, and you're humble. Like you've got a lot of confidence, but you have a lot of humility as well. And I love that about you. Thank and you so much. I received that. Vulnerability is a superpower. And, and we, we all need, you got to realize you get what you want or you get what you need when you're vulnerable. And, and, and if you get what you need, sometimes that hurts. And it's okay. Because on the other side of that hurt is growth. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, Amber Lee doesn't like me. Hey, I don't have to spend another minute talking to her. I got what I needed. Hey, I, Amber Lee loves me. I got what I wanted. I got a sister that I love, mm-hmm. that I'm going to come to Dallas and support. Do you see how that works? Mm. Either way, I don't sit in this, uh, what, what is the, it, halfway between it. I don't, I, I don't sit when I don't know what's going on. And that's that's crazy talk. That's, it's like you're not even living your life. So, uh, and, and again, this is not easy. I, I would, I, I, it's still a scared little boy in me that just says, I can't believe you just said that. But there's also my other self, my badass self saying, you've got to say that because mm-hmm. people are counting on you mm-hmm. and there's somebody else listening that said that, that needs to hear this. And, and th- so they step into themselves. So I've got an obligation and that's part of, of being the chosen one. 
and putting that kind of expectation on myself because uh and it's pretty it, it's it's cool because it's just the truth it's my truth yeah well i i love your videos and your tiktok is like exploding like i just noticed that it is it's exploding it's amazing well I, can it, you tell very, i've been stalking you it's can very you? personal to me because i want to catch these young kids mm -hmm. you have a young daughter i have a young daughter i want to catch them before they form their coping skills mm -hmm. and i tell my daughter bring your friends over and let's love on them because they need to know it's safe they also i want to create a safe zone for conversation there's no judgment i'm not here to fix anything i'm just here to offer guidance and well i think when you've grown up in a home where you've never felt safe that's a really big deal to just have a safe place i'm the same way with my kids like they always know it's safe to come and talk to me in fact my daughter just had a couple of friends over and it made it touched my heart because she goes no we can we can tell my mom she she's she's okay we can tell her anything and so they started telling me a story of what they did and I, you know and i was like oh gosh maybe i'm a bad influence because um they went into like an old abandoned house, but I'm the one that first took my daughter and said, hey, let's go in this old abandoned house and go explore. And so I, she's like me. And so, but it made me feel good that like, she's like, oh no, you can tell my mom anything. It's okay to tell my mom. <laughs> Not so, so much. There's so much more to, to that, as you know, Amberly. And I'm only saying this so the listeners hear this is, is, you know, you don't ever want your kid to say, we can't tell mom because she's going to kill me. Yeah. I, I want them to say, tell mom because she can help us. Exactly. And, and that's how I have it with my daughter. It's she text messaged me and I, I just say, I'm coming, no strings attached. I don't, if I'm not, you know, if I have to make a scene, tell me if I have to be quiet, tell me, but I'm this big imposing force. And then, then that's when the scared little Kelly does come out. Mm -hmm. where if she, something if she's threatened then i get nervous mm -hmm. um but i know that violence is not the answer even but though you're that's being protective that it, it triggers you because i think a part of you is trying to protect that young that little boy that so needed to be protected oh. and now it comes out with your daughter and you can be triggered and you want to protect your daughter and you are such a good dad. I it's hear the, the way that you... thing that in the world to do is to let them make mistakes and mm -hmm. let them learn, but you have to, you cannot be a hover parent. There's no amount of experience that I've had through life that I can protect her from. Mm -hmm. uh, and I catch myself doing it. I like, I, you know, I just got to let her live her life. The beauty part about it is she sees that drugs and alcohol aren't, aren't a thing. We, you know, she brought it up for the weekend and, She's a good kid. Uh, I would say if she wasn't, but she's a good kid, and and she's starting to look beautiful like her mother. Um, and I'm I'm grateful for her. It, it, she's my why. If I didn't have her, I'd probably be dead, mm, like my dad, because yeah. I had nothing to live for. Thank goodness I'm here because I've only just begun. And now, where is her mom? Her mom is here local. Um, it, I wrote about it in the book. They had a uh, we had a pretty big fight during the, the night of the pandemic, uh, they, 
I'd been sober for about 14 or 15 months now, and I was becoming this unstoppable being and hurt people, hurt people. So she got together with my ex-girlfriend and they, they made up a bunch of lies and, and temporarily took custody away from my daughter. Oh my my gosh. I went nuclear. And I'm going to share something with you that my daughter told me that she never told me before. She told me yesterday in Florida, she said, dad, I fully expected you to drink again when you lost me. Mm. I fully expected you to show up at mom's house and make a scene. And when you didn't, and then you showed up with a court order and won, I felt loved and proud of you. And and I looked at her, I threw the paper at my ex-wife and said, really, what the hell's wrong with you? And I looked at my daughter and I said, I will never stop coming for you. Never. And she, and she knew right away that I, I meant business. And, and here we are five years later, closer than ever. Mm. And um, so her, her mother finally, after all that, after we went to court and blew a bunch of money and wasted it, um, I went to her and I forgave her. And I said, I asked her three questions. One was, how can I be a better father? How can I be a better ex-husband? And how can I support her in her new relationship? And it was an hour and a half of her basically berating me. And it, and all that is 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 you you know as well I do. Don't take anything personal from the from the four agreements. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just all her. Those were all her insecurities, pummeling it out at me. And I just listened. Hour and a half later, and that's when the war ended. Now we don't fight. Now I, I will tell you, I'm single. There's there's a coincidence. There's no coincidence that when I'm single. I get along with her really well. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. And I just put that out in the airways, but it is the truth. I'm going to tell the truth all the time. So when I'm single, she's happy, even though she's had a boyfriend for years. Uh, she likes me single. So if, mm-hmm. if that keeps the peace. The difference is, is that anytime I ever get a girlfriend, even in this healing journey, they haven't been what they're going to be. Or is, the one I ultimately end up with is going to be like you, that, I don't know. My husband nicknamed me crazy. So listen, I like a little bit of crazy. We all do because I'm a little crazy, but you gotta, you gotta be able to accept love and give love and be loyal and co-create together and communicate together. Mm -hmm. Hey man, I'm guaranteed like some of this is here's a, here's a conversation between you and your husband. Hey, you're kind of bothering me right now. I need a minute. You know, it, and and you walk away and you get, I'll be right back. I just need a minute. And then you come back. Hey, I love you. That was triggered because of this. Um, in the future, could you say that? And there's, that's all I'm asking. And that's not asking too much. Well, so- I want to talk about the, the self-love because there was a time when you looked in the mirror that you didn't like who you saw. How did you start to love yourself, give yourself that self-love and become the person that you are today. Probably the same way you did. <laughs> I, you know, well, I remember looking in the mirror many times when I was drinking and even after I was drinking and, and I'd look and I'd see my face was blotchy and puffy mm-hmm. and I'd done some stupid things that quote unquote were fun, but they weren't in alignment with who I, my soul really is. And I just said, this is going to stop. So I started thinking at age 30, 30 that I needed to quit 
But I didn't really? know how. I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't. So understand. at age 30, you were like, this is a little much. I need to quit. Yeah, I was in Copenhagen, Thailand at the full moon party doing shots of tequila with Liam Neeson. Wow. So I but on a Oh, plane, my God. I love I, Liam Neeson. Are you kidding? And you're, he's sober now. I just learned. Really? Yeah, he a quit. lot of people getting I wonder sober. if he remember. You got to remember because you, you only go to this place once in your life. Like it's you, you take a. 24 hour freaking plane ride then you got to take another little puddle jumper for an hour and then you gotta get on a boat and then you gotta get on a taxi this this full moon party they've made a movies about it so it is the party of all parties you only go once in your life and anyways it was like the next morning that it was the after party and he and i were doing shots and i'm just like this is not sustainable this is not yeah. Yeah. your body can you know and, and at that point my dad was already dead for many years and my dad abused his body for 30 years so i was in my head i'm doing the calculation like all right how much longer do i got oh my goodness and then my grandmother died my grandfather died and i had another relationship where it was just tumultuous and i just got sick and tired of being sick and tired mm -hmm. and i said i just gotta freaking stop and it so we we, we got to go back to that story about my ex-wife and my ex-girlfriend getting together at that point I still hadn't really found personal development. I still hadn't. All I'd done at that point is quit drinking. That's it. And I was feeling my feelings. And it, you, you talk about true grit and grace. That's the only way I was not drinking through grit and grace. Just, oh my God, let me not let drink today. Let me, I'd hire, I'd gone to therapy. I'd had it more. But then this was God going, hey, dummy. Uh, you ain't healing at the pace that I need you to heal at. We're going to throw the kitchen sink at you. Mm. And I keep full bars in all my homes. There's alcohol everywhere. And believe me, when I got served the notice that I'd lost temporary custody of my daughter, I looked over at my scotch and I said, you know, I wasn't court ordered to quit drinking. I just quit. There's no reason. There's nothing stopping me from having a drink. And I said, I looked up and I said, not today, God, not today. And I said, I, I put my phone down. I grabbed a cigar, my one last vice. And I went for a drive and I hatched a plan of how I was going to come, come back and, and do it. So uh, then I started taking in podcasts. Then I started reading. And then I, I just, I started doing meditations. One of the books that I, that somehow, I don't know how I, I saw, I heard it at a Aubrey Marcus podcast was love yourself like your life depends on it because it does. And then I just kept meeting, finding these love yourself books. So I started doing, I would do these mantras in the mirror. I love myself. I would do a five minute look in the mirror at myself and tell me I love, tell myself I love myself for five straight minutes. Then really? Like yes, you seriously would get in the mirror and go, I love you. I love you. I love you for five minutes. Mm -hmm. Over and over. And, and that, I, it, that oh, sounds like, oh, sounds kind of easy. No. This is so weird. Just I and I have to stare at my left eye, so I keep looking. And I set a stopwatch because you think you're doing it if you don't have a stopwatch. You think you're doing it for five minutes. Thirty six seconds later, you're like, oh, oh, it's not even. Five. So five straight minutes of doing that. Then I would meditate, and I would do a meditation that said, "I love myself. Thank you. I love myself. Thank you." All so how up. long did you do that meditation for? So you looked minutes, in the mirror. Ten, it was 10 minutes. No, no, no. Five minutes in the, in the, the mirror. mirror. 10 minutes. 10 minute meditation. meditation. 
And, and then I would journal all these feelings. Now, remember, big part of my life was abandonment. Mm. Felt abandoned and betrayed by my family. So what just happened? My ex-wife and my ex-girlfriend abandoned me and betrayed me. Mm-hmm. So I was feeling all the, and I just knew that this was God saying, this is it, bro. You, you asked for it. On the other side of this is the best life you've ever freaking could imagine. Mm-hmm. And I was, and, and it was right. Uh, so I still do much of that. I do less of the mirror work because uh, you kind of, after you do a lot of it and you really, I did hypnotherapy, emotional uh, coaches and EMDR therapy. And once I really, really, really processed that beating that my mom gave me, and when I say process, did I just assign logic to it? And you know what I said? This is how I tricked my mind. She was making me tough to be able to handle resilience. Mm. It, it, it's, I, I said to, the, to, to my therapist and I said, this makes no fucking sense whatsoever. And she says, it does to you. And if, if it freaking, if it heals it where you can move on and it's no longer a trigger, then you go with it. And it did. I mean, I'm sitting here in the same spot I was in. I almost broke the freaking this computer. And the the the, the hypnot- or the MDR therapist is like, uh, we need to break. And I said, why? She's like, because you're gonna break the computer. And this is after months and months and months, just three years of healing. And I thought I was healed. But after that, the 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 urge to to drink was and 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 just love yourself. And then it becomes a you, you still get tested. Like I the last situationship i was in was a lot Sit, like, wait <laughs> situationship it wasn't a relationship because <laughs> she wasn't emotionally available i i laughed because i'm like how did she sneak in i love myself I isn't love it my- crazy though like it's the guy oh my goodness it's so funny because my husband and i were talking about this last night so we just moved back to texas and it's so sweet that my daughter is starting to get boy crazy and she is like like anytime she sees a big truck, there's a lot of nice big trucks out here. She's like, Ooh, I'm going to have to get his digits. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like girl. And, uh, she is like, like country music and into cowboys. And we were laughing. And my husband was like, yeah, you were into the long haired bad boys. And I was like, it was because they were emotionally unavailable. And most of them were addicts or alcoholics. It was like, Ooh, that's a bad boy. I'll pick him. Like I had, my familiar, spotter was broken. It's the familiar misery. Yeah. Over Until the I did the work and yeah. found my husband. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I believe that the last one, and this, we're talking months ago now, this was probably. And crazy. snuck in though. Yeah. Just, it's like, and it was, and it was just a, Hey, there's still something to work on here. It gives you, you know, a little freaking bat bat light that says, there's still something here. And then, you know, I dug into it really, really hard. I went back to EMDR and I said, there's you still did. something. And then I did this meditation retreat and I realized that it, there was still that little bit of ego that still feels like I can go in that since I'm healed and I could save them. Mm-hmm. And, oh, if I just love them enough, they'll love me back. Well, yeah. you know, you need to put standards and boundaries and the right ones will attract to you. Mm, I so agree. Do you, so, do you feel like you ever completely heal? This is going to be controversial. 
because I do, but healing to me, I'm going to put a definition on that. The definition to healed to, uh, to me is I am not, the triggers don't stop my day. Mm-hmm. Meaning I'm triggered. You're, you're always going to be triggered. Mm-hmm. So I think people say he, the healing never stops because you're triggered, but I get it triggered. And, and in, I'm not kidding you 10 seconds or less, it's gone. I'm because so, you've done the work and I'm in tune with my body and I know exactly what it is. Uh-huh. Uh, if something doesn't align, like it just, I just said to you, if something feels off, I run straight into it. I am a Buffalo and I'm going right into that storm and I want to figure out why that trigger. So I journal daily and I'll write things and I'll star it. If there's something I don't know, like, like I told you, I went on a retreat this week and I figured out my ego was dying which is what we want. The ego is the enemy. The ego is not your own ego. That ego is meant to keep little Kelly safe from the beatings of his dad, of his stepfather and his mother. Guess what? Ain't nobody beating me anymore. So why in the heck am I using those coping mechanisms for real life now? Mm-hmm. It's not happening. So thoughts are magical lies. That's the first thing I say to myself when I feel triggered. There you go, little seagull. What's going on right now? Mm. And then now, ninety percent of the time, and this one's I, I, I'm probably never going to heal food. If I'm hungry, man, do I get hangry or anxiety where I'm scared? That little boy, that one, I, I don't know if I'll ever heal that, but I know it right away. I can spot it. So is that healed? To me, it's healed as long as it's not spilling over and debilitating mm-hmm. my life. That's healed to me. So, I love that. And and thank you for sharing about like getting hangry. <laughs> I, I do the same. I always say I can never get to, I always say halt, never get too hungry, angry, lonely, or tired because that will trigger me to make really bad decisions, not be a nice person or mommy or wife or what, you know, friend. So I always have to make sure, even when I travel, like I take food in my bag just in case there's no room service. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you know, take I'll, all kinds I'll tell of you snacks. one more that I that I I don't think I've ever shared with anybody, and I'll just tell you because you're my sister. Uh, so there was we would get charity deliveries, uh, or maybe it was welfare deliveries of tomato soup. So if you got like to the point where you were starving, you ate the tomato soup. Mm-hmm. you give me tomato soup we're fighting <laughs> you're like i, I am over. Right i don't want i will throw that across the room i don't want tomato soup ever ever so uh that's just a little funny isms um but yeah i know that now i lived the best life in the world and all the work was worth it and i'm still going to continue it never stops you know you 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 practice things because you want practice makes the master and you're never going to master it until we're dead, unfortunately. So I won't, why, and, and all too often, why would you stop something that works? That's crazy. Like, well, you, you shared something, I think it was on one of your posts about how you work out seven days a week and how you were, people were kind of giving you some, I don't know, comments about, why don't you take a rest day or a recovery day? And you're like, well, because this works for me. And if it's working for me, why would I stop? And so I love that you just show up bold and confident on your social media. And you also share, I mean, 
some vulnerable stuff too, but you keep it real and your authenticity is beautiful. And I think that's why you're just blowing up and you're attracting um, all these amazing people in your life. I think that when you're authentic, you attract the right people to come into your life, but you have such discipline and consistency. I love to learn about how, what, what your morning routine is or what your daily routine or what your non-negotiables are. Can you share with us? Like, what are your non-negotiables? Like you must do these things to stay, stay well and stay good and mentally resilient. So I'm going to tell you a couple of things too. So I read a ton and I take in a lot of podcasts, a lot of content, and I make a lot of notes. So I, here, here, I'm going to show you if people are looking. There's a note. I'm going to read it to you. There's a note I just made out of reading reading something. It says, winners take from life whatever they want on their own terms. Others take what they can get and it's on life's terms. Mm. So I, you notice I say others and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I hate saying winners and losers or God and the devil because I, we're all one united. We stand divided. We fall. So I want to bring everyone together. I'm not mm-hmm. sitting here trying to stand on some high horse that just says I'm better than you. No, 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 no. Done the work. And I'm inviting you with me. Mm-hmm. Please come because it's freaking great here. I've been on the party side. If it were so great over there, I'd still be there. Mm-hmm. Now remember, nobody made me stop. I stopped on my own. If I want to have, want to go in my other room right now and pour a scotch and have a freaking scotch, nothing stops me. If it were worth it, I would do it. It's not. So non-negotiables. Uh, <laughs> non-negotiables. I work out every day. I read every day. I journal every day. I meditate every day. I basically take care of myself, my mind and my body. There is a reason when you're on an airline, they tell you to put your mask on first before you take care of anybody else's. Because if I, as long as I'm breathing and of sound mind and body, my 25 employees at National Technology Management are safe. The harder than life people will get their donations and I will continue to feed into this awesome world. If I allow myself to slip, all of that comes crashing down. So self-care is not selfish. Uh, That's non-negotiable. And if I try, sometimes there's a day that I just can't. Mm -hmm. And boy, do you feel it. Yeah, yeah. You you know, my daughter was like, dad, did you work out today? Oh my gosh, that's the same. (laughs) I get, I I get. And I'll even tell my daughter, hey, if you want a nice mommy, I need to go work out. And she yeah. knows, and she started working out with me too. So it's good. I love that. I, my, my daughter works out too. And she started swimming after she worked out. She said, dad, I'm so fast. I said, it's because of the working out. You know, you, you, you look good, you feel good, you do good. And, 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 and it's, you know, with me, I'm 48 years old. I got a six pack and it's, it's not by accident. I work out really intentional, very, very hard. I don't get cheated. I stretch, I sit in the hot tub I I get regular massages. I take care of myself, mm-hmm. but that's just part of my daily routine. And then I gratitude. We haven't, I don't know how we've gotten this far into talking about the life without gratitude. I wake up right in the morning and I say three quick things. Sometimes it's just having my big fat cat laying next to me. Uh, but like this morning was very easy. It was God got me home safe during a storm. And then, and you know, and I, I opened the freaking airline and look and go, oh boy, it's going to be a bumpy road. And 
but we went around everything and I was grateful and it was simple. I was grateful that I woke up every day above ground is a good day. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, you know, we're not guaranteed every single day. So gratitude is a big part. Uh, John Gordon always says this, it's impossible to be negative and grateful at the same time. Mm-hmm. Faith over fear. Mm-hmm. The devil wants you to experience fear. That's how he gets you. So uh, anytime I feel funky, I just start talking about the things that I'm great, grateful for. Now, let's talk about non-negotiables as well as other things. I call them kind of standards. You got to be this tall to ride this ride. I do not do negativity. And I do not do victimhood. What I mean by that is I don't allow that around me. Mm-hmm. So even my staff at NTM, when they come up to me, if they're going to tell me a problem, I need solutions. Yeah, need I am the same. I don't love tell that. me problems. Mm-hmm. We need solutions. So... Uh, don't give me this. I'm on the freaking and here's an Ed Milettism. Get off life's merry-go-round because you're just going to puke and get on life's roller coaster. And hey, you're going to hit those downs. And when you hit those downs, you know, an ups right after it. And when you're hitting those ups, enjoy every minute of it. That's why that's where presence being presence. It's a gift. That's why they call it being present. So enjoy every minute. And, and my boy, Craig Siegel says this all the time, marry the process and divorce the outcome. If you're focused on, I will be happy at this point. When I get this point, you're all wrong. Yeah. You'll be happy right now. When you believe it, you will achieve it. Not yeah. you will achieve it when you believe it. It's the other way around. And it's, and, and when we have our daughters, I tell this, you said she's boy crazy. My daughter's not there yet because I've taught her over and over. And I'm sure you have. Everything you require is inside. All the validation I need right here. And you'll see me walking around. I'll be tapping my heart. You'll see me walking around in Dallas doing it. And it's because two things, either I'm off alignment or I'm really in alignment and I'm feeling really grateful. And this is, and if you see me, smile, you're going to, you're going to be real grateful when you're I know, in Dallas. I'm going to run the you're best gonna, people in the world. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. And, and, and some of that's me pinching myself that here I am with, these amazing people. And, and and I take, when I was drinking, I didn't take, I did some epic things and I just wasn't present to even mm-hmm. enjoy them. Now I'm going to enjoy every single little thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm going to meet somebody that we're going to be able to touch the lives when I'm in Dallas. I'm going to meet somebody that's gonna that I'm gonna be able to help do something. That someone is gonna help me do something. And that's how it happens, right? It's like it's awesome to connect through Instagram or on Zoom, but the real magic happens, I think, when we are in person with that human connection. That is, it's amazing. Let's talk about that. Real magic is with us lifting each other up. Mm-hmm. And what when you told me it's great news today. I don't want to spill it, but I, I, you told me great news. First thing I said, oh, so freaking happy for you. And so I was happy people, I could share that news with you. So Thank many people you. want to do crabs in a bucket and pull you down. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I, I will tell you, I went and I, I went to a speaking engagement last Thursday. I walked in. The other speakers were like, dude, I'm so glad to meet you. And then immediately when it was done, they started introducing me to everybody. And we're launching a health and fitness app aptly called Harder Than Life. My That's daughter- what I wanted to ask you next is like, I want to talk about your app. Oh, my daughter named it Healthier Than Life. So 
part of it is we don't have harder than life and healthier than life. Yes, because it's going to be all things personal development, physical fitness, mental fitness, nutritional fitness. It's just all winning at life. Mm. And, and and I'm going to, I'm going to be reaching out to you and calling in favors and we're going to do, there's, there's a live component of it. When this thing hits. When is it coming out? It, with, it'll be out by January 1st. We'll this have is it. that quick. Oh yeah. We're, I'm an IT company. So we have a, we, we, we have a yeah, bunch you're of so smart. working on it, uh, but you know, we're, we're, we're charging a modest 12 bucks a month. And we're going to provide so much value. You can, you, if you follow it, you can look like me, hopefully, but there's so much more than that. I'm going to have, you can have a six pack. I'm going to have have to just check out his social media and you'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll I'll grab the app. I'll, I want it. And remember, this is, this isn't for me to buy a jet or another house. I have everything. I national technology management takes care of me. Fine. This is so we can donate to charity. We have three charities two children's charities and one addiction center that we're going to. And then if it blows up, like I don't think it will, we will figure out ways to pour into more uh, lifestyle addiction places. That's Uh, awesome. I see it as being a social media app on steroids, no pun intended, where I've got the guidelines where it's no negativity. You asked me for my non-negotiables. It's going to be a, a positive place of uplifting and mm-hmm. community where people are going to come to better themselves. Mm. And I, my goal is to get a million downloads and we'll see what we can do from there. Um, well, I think that you have enough friends and connections and stuff that are that and you've helped everybody so much that when you help people the way you do, people want to help you. And well, so keep in mind, this is for charity. It's, it's helping me, but then I want to see everybody when we hand the check to these charities and it's big six figure, you know, maybe seven figure checks where I say, thank you to everybody that, that, that is involved in this. So it's, it's, um, they, what, somebody labeled it charity muscle. <laughs> Charity muscle. Love I'm that. Charity muscle. So, so it's, um, I'm going to, I want to put the link. So you'll have to get me the link. We'll put it in the show notes. You'll be able it'll be available in the Apple store and it'll be under harder than life by the time this airs. No, healthier you, than life. Yeah. It's actually, we're going to call it harder than life because it's the brand oh. and then the, app, the, the, the internal, uh, uh, the sub content, the subtitle will be healthier than life. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and okay. so it's, it's, well, I'm so excited. There was a question in there. This is where I was talking about it and I can't remember what it was, but I lost my train of thought. There was a reason why I was going there and I can't remember. Oh, I think it was the non-negotiables. Uh, but you know, it's just, I'm just, a, I don't like negativity. I don't, again, I'm a huge John Gordon fan, even though we know him is just, I'm, I, he was the first person I read the energy bus and that's the first, I started doing the one word, from him and his was no energy vampires. Mm-hmm. That's it. I do not want to be around negativity. And the funniest thing about it is I just, you'll see me talking to somebody, they're negative. I, I, I use the same thing. I got to go to the bathroom. And I just walk away. I used to say I go to the bar, but now it's like, I got to go to the bathroom. And then I just disappear. And yeah. I don't go near those people. And now if they want to have a conversation about why, I will. But if you're going to sit there and dig in why you are the way you are, I hate, I, I, it drives me nuts. We've always done it this way, or this is the way I am. You know what the way I am? I'm just in survival mode. A little kid 
struggling to eat, to be seen, and to be safe. Now, if I continue that, I can't do anything in this world. That's who I am, who I used to be. Well, I just killed that off, and I've grown, and I've healed, and now who I am is going to be this positive, big, loving bear that's just going to make an impact on so much in this world and help every single person until I, until I drop that. You are doing that. You are incredible. You're amazing. Seriously. On this podcast more often and get fed up. Oh my God. No, seriously. I I told you like, you're the first in stories for my Facebook. You're always the first thing that pops up. And I don't usually watch stories on Facebook, but I always watch yours. You know why that is, right? It's the the algorithm. So the algorithm is matching us up. So that shows you that you and I are like, like like-minded people because other things that you're liking matches you up with my algorithm. So I do the same thing yours and I make sure because I love you. I love all of your girl gang and i love every single part of everybody that are positive because it is a good group you know i've interviewed all of your friends oh my Our gosh friends. they're amazing these ladies in the unstoppable life mastermind like they're amazing so they were just here at the house and my husband's kind of private and doesn't he'd be happy if we had no company he just he's really? like, like uh, yeah yeah he's he's not as much about like haven't he's getting better about it. He's getting a little more open about it. But I said, Hey, I want to have a mastermind meetup at the house because we have a huge space upstairs. It's perfect for it. He's like, What? No, no way, no way. And then he goes, Okay, I know you love these ladies. Okay. And now we've had two meetups at the house, and he's like the the star of the sh- you know, people like, oh Johnny, Johnny, you know. And so now he's like totally fine with it. You know, oh, I have man, somebody- that sounds like heaven to me. That sounds like heaven on earth to me. A bunch of, of these women are, these women are badass. I know I'm all badass, brilliant problem solvers, uh, uh, expanding the world. I would be in, he- I, I, I would be in heaven. Well, you're going to be in heaven in Dallas. I'm telling you, because oh, they're all going to be there. Loving, loving up on you. Um, you know, it's so funny. You think about that now. We're in November. We're at the end of November. We're going to blink our freaking eye, Amberly, and it's going to be April. And you, I'm going to be, it, time flies so fast. It sure does. I can't believe how fast it goes. I mean, this or next month will be two years that we moved to Texas. And I'm like, how did these two years go by? Like in the blink of an eye. Yeah. So it goes by so quick. It really does. Well, um, I want to get your app. So I'm going to search up in January. Your app will have that link in the show notes. Tell people where they can get your book, where they can connect with you, like the best way to connect with you. And we'll put all those links in the show notes so people can easily find you, your book, your podcast, and your new app. Yeah, the easiest place to find me is uh, at um, harderthanlife.com. It, everything yeah. is there but if you want if you look at me for on instagram or tiktok now remember each one we put out different messages because tiktok we've got a very and i'm sure yours is similar our demographic is very diverse it is from 15 to 64 and it is 25 25 25 split and i like that because I love the young kids. I want to catch them and inspire them before they 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 do bad. 
And then the next group, uh, I think it's 25 to 35 and 35, 45. It, it's, it, they just, my people. And I want to inspire them that, that, you know, alcohol is not the way. So it's Kelly.Siegel. Uh, Instagram is Kelly.Siegel.71. But once you start typing Kelly.Siegel, we pop up everywhere. And you'll know when the app is out because you'll see every message is going to flip to that because it's fitness with a cause. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to take the world by storm because I, you, leave, you, you go on, I'm not going to say their names, but the social media apps and you leave away feeling less than. I want people that that have downloaded this app to walk away feeling like 10 feet tall. Mm-hmm. And if someone is negative, we will refund their money and kick them off the platform. Mm-hmm. There's going to be guidelines. This, this is not going to be the place to say, oh, you take steroids or you're just an idiot. No, 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 no. This is, we're going to lift each other up. In many respects, this is my dream. I, I just want a world where we all get along mm-hmm. and we're all full of love and abundance. Mm. Well, thank you for all that you do, Kelly. You're seriously, all that you're doing is making such a huge impact. And I'm grateful to know you. I'm grateful to have you on the show. Um, and you know what? Y'all take a screenshot and, and I love when people take a screenshot and, uh, if you're listening on Apple or if you're watching on YouTube and you take a screenshot and share it on social media, Oh, (laughs) Kelly's taking a screenshot right now. I got to get how pretty you are Uh, (laughs) You know, between now and April. If there's anything, anything that you need from me, please do not hesitate to ask. I don't care how big, how small if there's anything I can do to make your life easier or or fill in any any gaps um, and, and just even if you just need to bounce something off of me, you have my number. I am here. I, that is love to me. Just so you know, when when people call on me and I can be there, even if it's just a hey, Kelly, um, I'm nervous. I'm going on our friend's podcast and I need to talk. Yeah, I may call you. You may get a call. Anytime. Because the next thing is, is I'm going to be calling you when I'm on his podcast. That's right. We talked about it on your podcast and here we are. Mm -hmm. And and I'm, I'm rooting for you. I, I, and I don't hate you. I'm rooting for you. I am rooting for you. One last thing too is be awesome. Be kind and uh, love everybody. Tell the truth and enjoy this holiday because 2024 is going to be huge for you 2024 is going to be huge for you huge because you're just you're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger so i can't wait to see you thank you so much for being here and for all that you shared and hey everybody thank you for tuning in and listening to the show i appreciate you listening because of you you have made this show a top one percent podcast so thanks for tuning in share this episode with someone who might be struggling and needs a little bit of inspiration or motivation especially if um, they're thinking about stopping the alcohol and want to get sober so go and ahead i would say one more thing dm me if they want any help with that, I answer all alcohol related DMS and I'm jumping on a call here in a couple minutes to talk to somebody I've never met in my life. I will make it a minute. I have that for anybody because I did it alone and I don't recommend anybody do it alone. You're not alone. That's hard. Yeah. So y'all it it's Kelly dot Siegel 
dot seventy one. But we'll have that in the show notes. So thank you. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, y'all. Thank you for tuning in and love you. Love you. And I will see y'all next week. Bye.